0: Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So to Speak network. Visit geekso for our full podcast lineup. Captain's Log, Stardate 99982.5. Three episodes into our season-long mission of exploring these strange new worlds. I, Captain Shaw, find myself with a re-energized spirit and sense of adventure. I'm sure Captain Vactor will agree that Strange New Worlds has brought the best of past Trek into the present. Oh, yeah, that's right. Welcome back to TRECNOLOGICAL. Yeah, a Star Trek shakedown. This is mission 13. We are recording this on Friday, May 20th. And uh, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us uh, today. We're going to be talking about Strange New Worlds Ghosts of Illyria, which is the third episode of Strange New Worlds. Uh, we will also be hitting you with a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. <laughs> Of Star Trek news Um, so much so that we're just going to have to throw it right in the uh, episode description because um, uh, there's just too much to talk about. I can't believe. So, it, Sean. Um, with that in mind, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. Of course, what we're all about—we are two hardworking dads, and we love Star Trek, and we love our families. And so, well, we try to make time for both, and uh, we do that by making sure our podcast episodes are around thirty to forty-five minutes. So it's it's a, a much more consumable uh, bit of content, but it gives us an opportunity to meet every week and talk about what's happening in Star Trek. So, uh, so yeah, we're very excited about that. We we love doing technological, and we love doing it for you. So, thank you so much. Um, now, we are part of a podcast network. If you didn't already know that, uh, we are part of the Geek, so to speak, podcast network. And uh, basically, what that means is that we are um, we we share uh, the the airwaves with our Zaddy uh, of the network, which is geek, so to speak, which is a, uh, geek news podcast going through some branding changes. I don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, after this week, next week, we'll be able to talk all about these changes. So, uh, or actually I take that back. It might be two weeks because technically technological records before geek, so to speak. So we, we have that, but anyways, uh, as I mentioned in the captain's log, my name is Captain Schaff, but I couldn't do what I, what I do without my co-host with the most, my co-captain. Let's hear it for Captain Vactor. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. I'm
1: ready to energize, Shaw. You know, <laughs> actually, before
0: we started recording,
1: I was feeling a little bit uh, drained, a little bit tired, but as soon as those lights came on, as soon as the camera came on, and I th- thought I was thinking about
0: Strange New Worlds... I got a jolt of energy, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, today, it's interesting. Um, my newest child, my my newborn baby daughter, uh, Sage, she has had kind of a rough day today. So I just want to put it out there. If our listeners can hear just the faint crying in the background of a newborn baby, that that is my child. That is Sage, uh, uh, Cadet Sage. And... Um, <laughs> you know, well, I'll put her in the brig if I have to, but, um, you know, she, she is a baby after all. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of part of the nature of, of technological is, uh, you know, we've got, we're, we're dads to young kids. And so we're doing our best to, to really, um, have time to, to geek out over Star Trek as well as be there for our wives and our families. So, uh, so with that in mind, we really appreciate your understanding uh, if you hear any cries in the background or anything like that. We'll do our very best to uh, to, to shield it for you, but just a, just a heads up, a little disclaimer. Um, now, definitely, as I mentioned, we are part of the podcast network. So we've got Geek, so to speak, as our parent podcast. And then we also have two other podcasts in addition to Technological. We have a video game podcast called Sandbox Gamers, which Vactor is a co-host on. Um, And that's a lot of fun. They talk about video game news as well as anything they're playing that week. So uh, it really gives you a nice idea of what's out there to play. A lot of fun. Um, And then also... Uh, there is a, a a comic book podcast called We Love Comics, featuring none other than Captain Vactor, as well as Lieutenant Seabury, <laughs> uh, Marcus Seabury, and uh, the occasional uh, what should we call him? We'll say uh, Ensign Camp, Ooh, Ensign, yeah. Ensign Hunter Camp. So, uh, so they ha- they talk um, uh, Vactor. I don't want to steal your thunder, but you have two types of episodes, right? You have a poll list where you're talking about what you read that week. Correct. And then you also have a giant size where you're you're going into um, more d- deep dives and discussions, maybe even into themes related to the comic books in general, right? Yes. And we're trying kind of
1: different formats. We're trying to see what sticks. But the overall goal is to just talk comics. And whatever books we're reading, whatever topics come up to our mind, those are the main things that, but. Specifically, the, the format is kind of fluid. So right now we're doing the pull list episodes, the smaller ones, and then the giant size, which are the topic episodes. And hopefully we can get Captain Shoff <laughs> on very soon because there's a ton of storylines that I want to talk about with Shoff. So hopefully we'll get him on soon.
0: Yeah. At the very least, what I've been able to do is send over some voicemails. And yeah. he's put those on the pod, which yeah. is nice. So, so that's cool. Um, but, anyways, please check out our other podcasts. Uh, they're, they're probably the easiest way to find all of them would be to go to geeksotospeak.com forward slash network, and we'll have all of them listed. And you can go directly to the links according to those things. So, with that in mind, Vector, uh, let's uh, set a course for the nearest planet. Maximum warp. Aye, sir. Course laid in. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Captain Vactor, meet me in the transporter room where we'll beam down to the planet's surface to search for Trek news. Aye, sir. On my way. Two to beam down. All right, let's scan the planet's surface for any sign of Trek news. I found some Trek news, Captain Schaaf. Excellent. What kind of stories
1: did you find? Well, over on StarTrek.com, we've got a ton of, we've got a plethora of things that are, all of our listeners will enjoy. Um, but specifically, The Hollywood Reporter has an interview with star Ethan Peck, who talks about Spock and the new series. Um, Shoff, in particular, Captain Shoff, um, <laughs> will enjoy the Play, Play Mobile Star Trek Enterprise set.
0: Uh, which you can save hundred and forty-two dollars on Shove twenty-four. percent It's a crazy on? discount. It's a crazy discount. Now, granted, this thing is normally like five hundred dollars. So, I mean, you're you're saving money, but it's still really pricey. But if you're if you're a true Trekkie, then you got to get your hands on the Playmobil uh, Star Trek USS Enterprise. How much in gold pressed Latinum? <laughs> uh, I wish I could uh, acquire that with some platinum.
1: <laughs> <millennium. laughs> trekmovie.com has a story all about how they created um, the Strange New World's engineering set. Um, it's a Ooh. virtual production tech tour. Um, so that's kind of cool. You can check that out. Uh, we got some political news, Shaw uh, S- Star Trek had a woke takedown, and George Takei uh, reacted to Fox News headline
0: stating that Star Trek was never political. Um, so those, <laughs> we've got those things. On yeah, it. it's kind of wild to me. Like I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the with Strange New Worlds, they were like, "Oh boy, here we go." Star <laughs> Trek's woke. It's like Star Trek has always been woke, bro. From the always. beginning, always, always. It's always been allegorical to what is going on currently in the news around the world. So, uh, real hot button issues, racism, prejudice, uh, you, poverty, whatever, you name it they They've, they've found a way to talk about it and do so in a way that is so like roundabout that you do, doesn't, doesn't even like register to you right away, but you feel something because you're like, Oh wait, this resonates with me. Why? Because we're experiencing it. So Star Trek has always been woke. So everybody needs to just calm down. <laughs> uh, we've got
1: a new game on the way, Shoff, based on Star Trek Prodigy. It's called Star Trek Prodigy Supernova. Um, so you can check that out. There's an interview uh, with Marjorie Simkin, uh, all about Strange New Worlds. You can check that out. And as always, Shoff, the Ready Room with Will Wheaton, has Rebecca <laughs> Romaine and writer Akilah Cooper on, talking about Prejudice and Una's Secret, which we're going to talk about in today's episode. Um, also, Carl Urban gave an update on Star Trek four. That's nice. One of the actors actually knows what's going on, apparently.
0: Um, <laughs> he probably still doesn't have a script, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, there's also some little fun tidbits on StarTrek.com about... How food and drink tell Starship stories, and a 101 on the Kirk family. So all those and more in our show notes.
0: That's awesome. Uh, on the uh, what was it? the uh, the ready room. There was actually a nice snippet about um, Sam Kirk. Yep, yeah, uh, which we talked and, about and last week. Yeah, which was really cool. But they kind of expanded on that, and it helped kind of. Iron out some of the confusion that we had last week Uh, Definitely for me Because I realized that he doesn't die right away Like he doesn't die until Captain Kirk is in command So I don't think think we're going to see Sam Kirk Kick the bucket red shirt style (laughs) (laughs) On this show Which will be interesting then He'll probably just Either they'll share the bridge If Kirk is coming on as like a lieutenant Or something like that Um, I don't know It'll be interesting It'll be really interesting
1: and that's not the same actor, right? That's playing Sam and Tiberius, because in the original series, as we saw in that in that ready room, as you'll see if you watch it, it's actually William Shatner playing both characters one with I the know, mustache. I know, that's right,
0: with with the mustache, yeah. <laughs>
1: but in Strange New Worlds, it is two different actors, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Um, yeah. It is two
0: different actors, yeah. So we'll see. So yeah. Wow. Lots of, lots of Star Trek news. So definitely uh, please check that out um, in our episode notes. We'll have all that waiting there for you so you can dig into it and, uh, and uh, you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) Um, with that. Let's go ahead and talk about the episode. So the episode is called ghosts of Illyria. And the synopsis reads, The USS Enterprise encounters a contagion that ravages the ship. One by one, the entire crew is incapacitated except for number one, Una Chin Riley, who must now confront a secret she's been hiding as she races to find a cure. Ghost of Valeria was written by Bill Wolkoff and Akilah Cooper with direction from Leslie Hope. Akilah Cooper, as uh, Vactor mentioned, was a guest on The Ready Room. Hosted by, and um, and she was a lot of fun. She was a very insightful person. I thought that was a good conversation that they had together. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess uh, first things first. Uh, we don't want to spoil anybody who hasn't had a chance to watch this episode of uh, of Str- Strange New World. So with that, let's throw up a red alert. <coughs> And, uh, you know, gives you a chance to go ahead and and press pause, maybe listen to a previous episode or just get your butt over to uh, Paramount Plus so you can watch the episode and then you can come back and listen to our commentary afterwards. So uh, with that in mind, uh, Captain Vector, I wanted to get your thoughts. So normally uh, for our listeners, normally Vector and I are having conversations pretty regularly on Discord uh, or text message or whatever, but we're we're in regular contact about the Star Trek shows. And usually we're like, Oh man, like we have like immediately as soon as we finish it, we're like, did you see that? It was great <laughs> when blah, blah, blah. And this week there was no conversation about this episode. And it has me a little worried because <laughs> that to me means that Vactor probably didn't like this episode, but I, that's a, that's purely speculation. So v- Captain Vactor, set the record straight. Did you, or did you not like this episode? I very much liked this episode. I think what
1: happened this week was, uh, normally you get a chance to watch the show first, and I am I wait for your cue. It didn't come this week. You so didn't, I, you're right. <laughs> so I never, I was like, oh, I guess he didn't want to talk about it. So I didn't respond. I didn't say anything. But yeah, this one is just another, like it's in that same wheelhouse, like I was saying previously of classic Trek and what I, expect from episodic trek we talked about a little bit in our um, in our news segment the <laughs> allegories are right on point the um sh- sh- like having a, an actual issue inside of it's almost like the medicine inside of the cake or the dessert it's that's what i feel like when i'm watching strange new worlds now it's like uh. i'm getting the medicine i'm getting the political allegories. I'm getting the interesting, um, you know, how to be a better person, how to be better uh, hum- in humanity's sake. And at the same time, I'm getting cake because I'm getting this fantastic <laughs> television show. And, you know, the writing is great. The the humor, the action, all of these things are great for a 45-minute a show. Um, so I really enjoyed episode
0: three. Episode three was interesting. It was, um, it definitely gave us, you know, it it follows in that same format of being, uh, character centric. Specifically, we're getting a lot more backstory or in, or, uh, information about number one who, and I didn't realize this because this is full disclosure. I, the original series is not my favorite. And the only reason why it's not my favorite to watch is because, I, the special effects can be tough for me to swallow in terms of like when I'm watching it, I find myself too focused on, Oh, this looks crappy. Right. This looks really chintzy. Right. Like I, this is clearly made of cardboard or yeah. whatever. Like it just, it takes me out of it. Whereas the newer shows, everything is so like pristine. Right. Everything looks so like, so real that it's very easy for me to get enthralled in the story. So um, so it's harder for me with, the original series, but I didn't know this, that r- number one was only in one episode, the cage, and yeah. she was only in for like seven minutes and she was played by Mageeal Barrett uh, Roddenberry, who uh, ended up also playing Nurse Chapel <laughs> <laughs> in the original series. So she played two characters in the first season. Uh, but only because the first episode the pilot didn't air like it the cage was not a thing so or, or it was only seen in like um the menagerie right like it was yeah. seen in, in a flashback episode. yeah yeah exactly which
1: that was really helpful for me on the ready room when they talked about that because i didn't have that background either i was um kind of like you Shoff. growing up i was not a fan of the original series i was always a next generation guy but I was able to suspend a lot of my um, disbelief. Yeah, with those type of and did you see the uh, the remastered versions that they put out? I don't know if it was for Blu-ray or for laser Oh, No, Disc. no, I didn't. Uh, those are actually kind of interesting because they updated everything that is outside of the ship. So all of the ships in space, they updated it with modern CG. Oh interesting. And so that helped and I was like, man, that's actually really interesting that they could take everything that was outside of the ship and kind of modernize it but then it, on the inside you still have the same oh that's a foam, you know, prop or whatever. So for me, I I have been able to suspend my disbelief and enjoy just the stories of the original series and I thought that was actually pretty powerful that these are fifty, you know, fifty-year-old stories, and they're still resonating today. You know, a lot of the themes that were in there, and racism, and, and different things, bigotry, um, sexism, all of those things are still resonating today. But they're also just good stories because I would watch them in reruns, and I would be like, "Oh, this is." It, I wasn't planning on watching it, but it hooked me. The storyline hooked me, and, and I got that with the original series a lot. So I think just being being able to... It, it is I agree with you 100%. It's difficult to watch it when we're watching our modern stuff now. True, yeah. But also, the shows that we grew up with are starting to get to that point now. Because like, I'll show my wife, either Next Generation or Voyager... And even with Voyager, it was—it's like it's not four K, it's not you know up res, and so I'm like, yeah, this was originally shot for television in the '90s, so that's why it looks this way. And then some of the special effects—I think those are starting to show their age in a lot of those shows now. So it's going to become even even more apparent, you know, for us and for our children. Suspend your disbelief on the special effects. But the stories are what matter the most—the characters
0: and the stories. So that's what I've been able to take away from original series. Mm. Now, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, so we got that um, that deeper dive into number one, who really hasn't had a whole lot of screen time otherwise. So, so that's great. We also got uh, a lot of more information about Doctor Mbenga, who also was sort of like scattered in his appearances in the original series, right? Um, and. I part of me actually by the end of the episode felt more interested in what was going on with him Mm. than what was going on with number one. And and I think it's because we'll just get it right out of the way. Number one reveals herself to be an Illyrian. uh, And that's why she uh, with this whole contagion and everything, even though she gets infected, her body basically due to her genetic engineering processes it and, and gets rid of it, like cures herself of it. Um, And she's been harboring this secret all this time. And Starfleet has a whole thing against the Illyrians and whatever. But like, even though it was a surprise, I didn't see that coming that she was an Illyrian. It just didn't seem to hold a lot of weight for me. Like mm. the reveal felt weak. I, mm. I don't know how to describe it, but it was, it just to me the bigger reveal the more interesting reveal and the one that had was like wow this is wild uh is the fact that the doctor has been keeping his daughter in stasis within the uh, relays of the emergency transporter in in the in, in the med- medical bay it's like what yeah that's crazy i mean you can keep him in the buffer like that, that to me, I was like, I want to know more about this. Like, this is this is wild. This is wild to me. So that do you think it's Rebecca Romaine, her performance, or do you think it's just the way they're writing number one? That it's just not. I hate to say it, but I think yeah, you bring up a good point. I think part of it is Rebecca Romaine. I think she's a little wooden. Yeah. to me, and she was always like that for me. You know, in in the
1: nineties and early two thousands, she was always more. You know. An a- aesthetically uh, yeah. pleasing <laughs> actress, rather right. than an Oscar-winning actress, like she, she I, I was never watching X-Men Mystique for her acting ability. So,
0: yeah, Rebecca well, Romijn. And- and and if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but she started out as a, a swimsuit yes. model. Yes,
1: yeah, I think I believe that is right. And I mean, my my, my friend had the magazine. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have the
0: magazine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, all these years yeah, later, like,
1: I don't think her you know her acting has improved that much. And and I I get it. I I feel her delivery is a little bit wooden, and her character is not that interesting either. So. So far, hopefully with this new reveal, maybe they'll give her some more depth and some more nuance. But yeah, I, so far she was my least favorite mm-hmm. of the crew.
0: Um, I was laughing initially when they were they were all reaching for like light, and the doctor was like, Yeah, they they all they all are in vitamin D deficiency. And I was like, Oh man, they all need that some of that D. <laughs> Just give them the D. <laughs> This is where Shaw's mind goes, listeners. Uh some some things that stood out to me was the visual effects for the ion storm. Mm. Really cool. Yes. Especially the shots not just on the planet, but also the shots of how big the ion storm was right. like yeah. just coming off of the planet in like the general space around the planet, like that was really really cool. Yeah. And yeah. it looked pretty menacing. Like, it looked like a, like the worst storm you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> so yeah, I really
1: liked that. The, the lightning
0: effects and um, everything was was very well done. Yeah. Um, another thing that stood out to me was uh, Hammer, right? So we got Chief uh, Engineer Hammer, a little bit more screen time with him. Right. And for lack of a better word, I know this is a, a family-friendly show, but He's another D word. <laughs> uh not not a good one. Like I don't know how I feel about this guy. Like granted as in uh, he's an alien species. Uh he's an anian I think is how the, what they described an Andorian, but he's an albino Andorian and he's he's basically blind. Like um he's so emotionless. He he's so um abrasive. Mm-hmm. He's so raw. And to me, I'm like, and every other Andorian that we've ever seen on Star Trek, they've always been really, like, passionate, Mm. uh, but, like, in your face. So, like, that part is still the same, but I've never seen one that's so emotionless in the process. So this is just a unique, you know, approach to this character as well. And I'm not sure how I feel about it either because it makes him really hard to like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, For me, it was... The blindness, I thought, in the same way that I like Daredevil, uh, the Marvel superhero Daredevil, it's it's fun to see him using that, um, the the blindness almost as his power, that when he caught the thing that Spock threw, and using that, I think, made me like him. But like you said, the abrasiveness that he shows towards the rest of the crew, it's almost like... What we see in Spock, what we see in Data, the the you know, monotone like emotion wise, but with uh, being a jerk to people, we don't get that. With we like data, we like Spock. So I wonder if they, they had to add that just to be different, just to set him aside from the other emotionless characters. But we'll see where it goes for the rest of the season. I think he may end up being one of the fan favorites by the end of this show. But um, I think I'll be interested to see where they go with his his storylines and his maybe his backstory or what drives him, what
0: motivates him and pushes him forward. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right on. Um, I was glad that they finally addressed the elephant in the room with Laon, who sometimes they refer to as Lan. Like... Uh, I've heard them say it both ways. I'm like, what is the correct way to say it? I just, I want to get it right. Um, but anyways, they finally address the elephant in the room of her being a descendant of Khan Noonien and Singh, uh, from of course the famous space seat episode. Um, and basically like the augment hero of the nineties, <laughs> according to Star <laughs> Trek lore, uh, during the eugenics wars. um, And I was just glad that they they finally kind of talked about that and gave a little bit more context to that because to me, I was like, wow, you're going to have a Noonien Singh on the bridge of the Enterprise? Now, granted, this is before the events of the Space Seat episode, so it's not like anyone's even aware of Khan still floating around on a sleeper ship. It's
1: just for us, the audience, we know, we have uh, knowledge that they don't have.
0: Yeah. And which is cool too, because, and uh, Ready Room mentioned this and I was like, this would be wild, but I don't think they could do it without messing up the continuity of things. But the fact that she doesn't know that her ancestor is on a sleeper ship, just hanging out in stasis (laughs) and in 10 years time or less is going to have his revenge and then subsequently have another revenge later right. on, right? <laughs> so and I wonder
1: how this is going to play into, or if it will play in at all, the Picard reveal of the Project um, Sing or what was it, Project Khan? Project Khan, it, yeah, in yeah. Picard. I wonder, yeah, what are, what is their plans for Khan? Because um, it seems like it's it's hovering over, but will they ever use that or is it just going to be an Easter egg for the fans and it just nothing becomes of it? Because if that's the case for me, that would be a little bit disappointing because what's the point in mentioning Khan or, or mentioning anything if you're not going to do something with it? Like you said, if he's floating out in space, are they going to make her the Khan stand-in or something? Like maybe she turns or you know something cuz i we've seen this before in other shows where you know what's going to happen and there's a parallel between characters um and sometimes that character will do the exact same actions as the other character from another timeline um and it's just like well i already have that you know i already saw that story before so why am i seeing it again so hopefully it's not the case but we'll see
0: um yeah in this one. yeah I don't know. Maybe it was strictly so that they could expand on Una Chin Riley's backstory. And right. so they've got that. Um, she's the foil to Laon's character. Um, I think we'll definitely see more ripples over the next season. Uh, over this season, I mean, um, for the fact that now the, she's outed. Like the crew all knows. Right. Yeah. I wonder because her her reaction, Laon's
1: reaction was like the most... Um, volatile versus the doctor and the nurse's reaction. Like obviously they were in a situation where it was a medical emergency, so they weren't necessarily focusing on that. But we saw with Pike's reaction, I don't care. You're the best first officer. I don't care what your background is. Um, And that was, I think, you know, more of the, the allegory of everything. But yeah, um, yeah, I wonder what they're going to, you know, what, what is the purpose of La'an being so hostile and, and volatile And is that going to play into the future?
0: Um, If you had to pick which character that we haven't seen yet, get a character centric episode, who would you want to see?
1: Man, it's like I was saying, I like pretty much all of the characters. So you could go down the list, you know, for me, but maybe more of the, the doctors, like you said, more of the doctors storyline and, Um, seeing what he does with his daughter um, and maybe even the backstory of how that, I'm I'm sure we're going to get that, the backstory of how that happened. But um, yeah, maybe the doctor.
0: Yeah. I think if I wanted to know more, like granted, yes, we got a little taste of that Mbenga thing. I hope there's more to it. Um, I also hope nothing bad happens to him. Like, Mm my thought after we found out about this whole buffer thing about his daughter being in stasis i'm like what if something happened to him he, if no one knew besides him this like dirty secret of how he's trying to keep his his daughter alive like what would ha- she would just stay in the buffer no one would know like or or the systems would get flushed and she would her she would cease to be like that's crazy man so yeah. i'm glad that number 1 is in on it so that she can provide as she said um, a special power allocation uh, to that transporter for that purpose. So, like, yeah. that's great. Well, also, we can uh, relate to that being dads now
1: of, you know, doing anything for your child to make sure that they have a healthy and, you know, happy life. And it also brings brings to me, as a comic book fan, uh, a little bit of Mr. Freeze vibes of trying to keep his wife alive. Oh, yeah. And um, so... Yeah, it's an interesting storyline. I want to see where it goes, but I think he has a he has a potential
0: to have a really good solo episode. Yeah, I also want to know more about Nurse Chapel. Yes, I'd like to see more about her because she seems like a fun, spunky <laughs> character. Yeah, um, and then also uh, Lieutenant Ortega's. Uh, mm. Yes, she's the helmsman. Yeah. She's she's interesting. Yeah, like, we haven't she, seen she, very much from her. And she had very little screen time in episode three. She was just on, in like a hallway, and that's when she caught that dude starting to undress and stick his head through the window. So right, <laughs> right now <laughs> she's like, just, "What is going on?" <laughs> right now she's just a haircut. That's basically what she's yeah, been she so is. far. And it's a cool haircut. I'm gonna start yeah. asking for the Ortega. So, go <laughs> next <time>. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all in all, to me, this episode of the three of the episodes was. I, it's hard. I don't want to call it the weakest, but right. if I had to, if I had to rank them so far, this third episode is the worst of the three. Yeah, and I think doesn't mean what it's bad. It just means it's not as good as the other two, which set the bar pretty high. Right, because I
1: think what we talked about, and I think in, in my captain's log, I, I was talking about it, where the quality was going up, and so. It's it's very difficult to build on that every week just get better and better and better. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this does what you want it to do. It doesn't drop the uh, the ball. It keeps it. You know, it keeps it level basically. So that's what I want out of these episodes, where either it's going to be a fantastic episode and we're going to list love. You know, the level of quality, or it's going to be like this one where I feel like it was a a solid episode. It was a like a journeyman episode, a workman episode, where it does exactly what it's supposed to. Gives us all of the classic Trek stuff. Gives us more backstory, like you said. There, there are some bombshells dropped in this episode, whether it be you know um, number one's back, background or the Doctor's daughter, um, even the. On the planet with um, with with Pike, I was about to say Kirk, with Pike and Spock, th- those colonists being the the monsters, being the colonists, you you had a bunch of little mysteries and and um, drops on here, but the overall episode, it was just solid. It wasn't fantastic and it wasn't terrible. It was just right in the middle for me. So yeah, I think
0: this was. I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I also like that that uh, I almost called him Kirk as well. <laughs> the Pike and Spock stuff on the surface um, with some cool special effects, and uh, even though I felt it was a little predictable that the colonists were in fact those energy beings, mm-hmm. um, it didn't it didn't like ruin the reveal to me at all. It just felt really cool. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, we can only. We're approaching the fourth episode. We're almost at the halfway point of this season. Damn. That's crazy, man. Um, I will say this, and and as far as from like a life updates perspective, moving away from the episode discussion, um, I'm proud to say that I was able to get my wife to watch the first episode of Strange New Worlds this past week. Uh, And she really liked it. So um, I fully believe that she might even be interested in watching more episodes of the season. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. But it is uh, wife approved. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Yeah, hopefully my... (laughs) Husband tested, wife approved.
1: (laughs) Hopefully my wife can join uh, very shortly and then... Uh, She can also start listening to this podcast, because then she will have seen the episode and
0: and know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, Any interesting things to report for the week, Captain Vactor? Not uh, particularly.
1: I did get a couple new video games, including the Evil Dead game. So I'm going to be playing that and talking about it on our video game show, The Sandbox Gamers. So that's nice. kind of what's been going on in my
0: wheelhouse. Perfect. Perfect. Um, big things for me. Um, I've been starting packing because in in uh, 10 weeks time, we're going to be moving to the state of Washington. Uh, so my I started today uh, in my uh, office specifically my office closet which was like full of boxes Lego boxes and boxes of a- action figures previously lived and of course all that's left in these boxes are like the extra hands you know <laughs> you like don't know what to do with so um, so I was going through all that stuff and starting to organize and I'll start uh, packing everything up over these next few weeks. I wanted to get a jump start on it because it's so difficult to pack with a newborn. So it's like you gotta like take it in chunks. Yeah, just I know like that. Dip away at it. I know that. Uh, of for course, I, I work from home, as as Vector knows, and many of our listeners probably do too. So there's only so much I can really pack up right now until it's time to go. So right. some of the things I'll have to wait till the last minute. But it's all good. Like the like my PS5, my Xbox Series X, those are the last things to pack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um also i read all of saga uh a comic Ooh. book uh written by brian k vaughn and um art by fiona uh what is her oh, yeah all right i was
1: second guessing myself is fiona staples i was like wait a minute fiona it's, staples it's Thank too you. easy
0: staples yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah, we got that, um, <laughs> uh, and that was a Vactor suggestion. And it's an excellent comic book, especially if you're uh, a parent, because um, yes. you can truly appreciate the struggles of of just tending to your children and things like that. So I'll
1: tell you, I started reading Saga before I became a father, and I I took a break, and I took such a long break, I forgot what happened. So I went back to the beginning and read it again. But I was a father at that point, and it was completely different. It was like, oh, I this writer is a father. I understand his struggles that he's putting in here because I am now a father. So it definitely reads differently after you've, you've become a, a, a parent.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, bl- I blazed through 58 issues, and f- the 59th issue comes out next week, I believe. Yes. Uh, so looking forward to that. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to report for the week. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, more Strange New Worlds, honestly. Just keep them coming. Yeah. Uh, keep them coming. I love them. So thank you so much, folks, for listening to our episode. Um, as far as if you're looking for us on social media, then you would find us on Instagram and Twitter at Treknopod. And then, as I mentioned at the earlier part of the episode, we were talking about being part of a podcast network, the Geek So To Speak podcast network, which, of course, features Geek So To Speak, our parent podcast, as well as the Sandbox Gamers, our video game podcast, and We Love Comics, our, you guessed it, comic book podcast, in addition to, of course, Technological, your Star Trek shakedown. Um, you would go to www.geeksotospeak.com forward slash network to check out all the details on that. Now we know Star Trek is something that usually, uh, is shared in the family. Uh, somebody gets you into it and then you get somebody else into it, or maybe it's a fan, a friend as well, but we would ask then as well that you would share the gift of Treknological yeah. with someone else, uh, in your family or another friend. Uh, cause there's gotta be another Trekkie in your life. And, uh, we just all deserve to hang out together and, and, and be, and be Trek fans together. So we would love, love, love if you would pass along the good word of Treknological. And if you get a chance, uh, there's a few ways to, uh, to basically say hi to us. Uh, one of course is Uh, to rate us and review us. And you can do that on Apple podcasts or Spotify Uh, from time to time. I may actually add some questions on Spotify, which you can actually interact with us with. So that's a great way to do that. There's some polling questions, things like that. So look for that on Spotify. Uh, also on our episode notes, there's a link at the way bottom for anchor specifically. So you can send us a voicemail or you can support the podcast monetarily. So, um, whatever you'd like to do, we would love to hear from you in any way, shape or form. So that would be awesome. Now looking forward to next week where we'll continue our recap and review of Star Trek, strange new worlds. And, uh, with that captain Vactor, I believe our mission of the week is complete. Schaff Vactor here. Two to beam up.
1: Live long and prosper!